In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I was wearing one of those petticoats that crinkled when you sat down. A critical part of my church uniform in the 1950s South. I was attending a Southern Baptist revival with my grandparents and I was dressed for it, complete with lace-edged ankle socks and black patent leather Mary Jane shoes. Suddenly the preacher bellowed out, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And his descriptions of the torments of hell went downhill from there. As you might guess, this literally put the fear of God in me. I didn't want to get thrown into the fire. And I didn't want to be in a place where there was never-ending weeping and gnashing of teeth, whatever that was. In this environment, religion was a set of rules based on fear, a list of do's and don'ts. The list was codified in the Ten Commandments, which many of us learned to recite by heart, and we didn't break them for fear of the Lord. Religion was very cut and dried, anything but edifying, inspiring, and spiritual. A first read of today's parable, the second in a series of seven, also seemingly provides a cut and dried view of good and evil with, you guessed it, weeping and gnashing of teeth thrown in at the end for good measure. Jesus tells us that the Son of Man sowed the good seed in the world and that produced the wheat, while the devil sowed the bad seed which produced the weeds. Nobody wants weeds in their garden or in the midst of their crops, so let's pull them up right now and get rid of them, the disciples immediately said. Mm, not so fast, is Jesus' very quick reply. They're all intertwined, you see, the bad with the good. And if you pull up one, you will uproot and kill the other. What's not readily discernible in the word translated as weeds in English is that Jesus is actually speaking here of a very particular type of weed called a darnel. Darnel looks exactly like wheat on the outside until the grain appears. Then it carries a black poisonous fruit that is harmful if eaten the very opposite of life-giving, nourishing wheat. But the key is that it looks exactly like the wheat for a good while. In his memorable play, one of my favorites, The Importance of Being Earnest, Oscar Wilde's main character exclaims, I have never met any really wicked person before. I feel rather frightened. I'm so afraid he will look like everyone else. And so he <clears throat> or she does. Many of us would like to think that evil looks nothing like us, that we are the wheat, not the weeds, all the time and in every situation. This stark duality is personified throughout our world today. Some Democrats, for example, think all Trump supporters are evil, while Trump supporters believe the same thing about staunch Democrats. There's no middle ground. Muslims are believed to be evil, potential terrorists. 
there's no middle ground. On a more personal level, if my marriage or a lifelong friendship fails, it certainly isn't my fault. Me? Never. The reality is that good and evil, right and wrong, have existed side by side in our world since the beginning of time and shall forever remain so. And they are not as easily discernible as we like to think or as Hollywood would have us believe when it portrays characters like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker or Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort or one of my favorites from my childhood in The Wizard of Oz, The Good Witch and The Bad Witch. There's no doubt in these matchups who is headed for the weeping and gnashing of teeth and who is gonna go rolling through the pearly gate singing Alleluia. Yet Alexander Solzhenitsyn, the Russian Nobel Prize winner, as you remember, who was arrested and sent to a forced labor camp where he experienced spirit-crushing evil and cruelty rights. The battle line between good and evil cuts right through the heart of every human being. How much easier it is to believe that evil is outside of us, wholly other, over there somewhere. But the reality is, it just isn't so. We all have the capacity for both good and evil within, of us, within us. None of us can rest on our laurels, convinced that someone else, surely not us, is under the influence even in the tiniest way of the evil one. How many times do we intend to do the right thing, but somehow we fall short? How often do we want with all our heart and soul to let go and let God, but we find ourselves still calling the shots, afraid of losing control, resulting in the same bad outcomes? How many times do we start to call a loved one from whom we are quickly becoming estranged, but we just never quite get around to it? How often do we ourselves say and do things that hurt somebody else. St. Paul said it best in his letter to the Romans, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Wheat and weeds, good and evil, exist side by side in our world today within the saints of old and within each one of us, which is why every single Sunday we pray together the Lord's Prayer and say, lead us not into temptation. May this continue to be our prayer as we struggle with the weeds and the wheat in our lives today. Amen.